Supercross is back. We are about to have a bunch of races. Karen, what do you think about that? You got to be close to the mic, remember? Oh, I am so excited. I can't even stand it. Why? I love Supercross. Supercross is so fun. It is so fun. And it is coming back. If you're listening to this, this is our Supercross preview show. We've never done that before. But uh, as you guys know, we do our Monday morning mechanic podcast where we would talk about, you know, Supercross that (laughs) happened over the last weekend. And we haven't been able to do this podcast for how long, Karen? I don't know. It's COVID time frame. I I can't remember my middle name. Probably... Two and a half months. It's yeah. I think it, the last race was Daytona, and it was back at the beginning of March. I think the last race which we had was like March seventh, and right now as record as we record this, it's May 29th. So that's almost three months. It's just off of three months. Yeah. So over two and a half months, and it's back though. It's back. And Karen and I, we were so excited when we heard it is coming to Salt Lake City. We've got a podcast jam packed with some information for you guys. Um, and we, we couldn't be happier. The only <laughs> thing that could make this better is if we could actually go to Supercross oh, because be awesome. there's going to be no fans in the stands. We're going to get into all that stuff. but it's a uh, no fan stand. We're, we're super bummed because we, seriously, we wanted to go to this. We wanted to go to, we were going to go to Salt Lake for sure. We were going to maybe go to Seattle or Denver or whatever, and then Seattle turned out the epicenter for COVID. <laughs> so we, we didn't go to that. They can't, for those of you that, I if, if one of you guys was living under a rock, this COVID-19 happened, everything shut down, Supercross shut down, NBA shut down, everything shut down. Obviously, we all know this. And Supercross is going to be one of the first things to come back. Yeah. You know, I know NASCAR. I heard NASCAR was coming back. Like they did a race or two and old UFC, Ultimate Fighting did some things I heard. Um, but we're going to get into this. What we first want UFC. Yeah. I heard that on a, they're like sweating on each other and breathing all. Yeah. But if they're tested, you know? Yeah, I guess so. So that was one of the reasons that Supercross was able to come back was because you know, that that sport is more of a single man and you've got all your gear on and you're, you've got a built in mask. Social called a helmet. People are generally, people are generally not within six feet of you. Yeah. And if they are, they're to the side of you and they're not breathing on you and you're going 25 Unless miles an hour on a dirt bike. Unless you have a post-race disagreement or something. Which they do sometimes. Which they do. They do. So <laughs> just as a little bit of a recap, um, in the 450 class, Eli Tomac is our leader. He was able to win the last race there in Daytona and that put him ahead of Ken Roxon because I believe in Daytona they had they were sharing the red plate. And uh, they went in there. It was an incredible race. Uh, and Ken Roxon got out to an early lead, but um, Tomac just busted through the pack and was able to run Tom or run Roxon down. It was a crazy good race. We should go back and watch it to get ready. Yeah, Tomac, he has 226 points. So that's the the points to aim for Yeah. at this point. And then Ken Roxon is three points behind there. Um, he's, and we've been pulling so much for Ken Roxon this year. We'd really, really like to see him do well. Um, he's just, he's been kind of our pick here at the house. Uh, and then we've got, uh, Cooper Webb in third place. Who's 29 points behind. He had that one race where he didn't basically get anything. I think it was in Dallas that he had the nasty crash and he, he dropped back a bunch of, uh, points cause he couldn't get any that night or hardly any. And then the next week he did race, but it was, you know, not the best and, he was just trying to kind of salvage things. So he's a little he's a little far back. This is right now this is a two-person race. It's a two-horse race between Tomac and Roxon. 
but Webb could be a spoiler. Um, yeah. And then you've got, I think, Justin Barsha, just a couple of points behind him. Which is in the, also in the one standings. of our guys. We love so him. So he could be, yeah, Justin Barsha could be a spoiler for sure. Um, in fact, there could be a bunch of spoilers because now, um, you know, the the injuries, the, with the injuries that different guys had, they've had over two and a half months to heal. So yeah. this is, obviously, this is unprecedented. This has never happened before where they've had to post or pause the season. So we already had a tight race at the top and then we had to pause the season to allow people like Cooper Webb to probably get fully healthy. Adam C and Cirillo to get fully healthy because he broke his collarbone. Justin Brayton broke his hand. Uh, and and those are just the ones off the top of my head that that I was able to remember when we and we were sure, able to look up. And sure, Cooper with that back fall <laughs> that, where he got thrown like a rag doll, I'm sure that needed some more time to heal too. And so, I mean, anything could really happen because you think about it; these races are just a few days apart. There's seven of them. Yeah, there's seven within like three two three weeks. Three weeks, yeah. So on Sundays and Wednesdays, and so let's say on race day number one, maybe Tomac crashes, right? And so he doesn't finish. Now he's lost all of those points where or Webb more likely has a, has a mechanical issue. <laughs> or like, has like a mechanical pant, issue like and then stands pants. there. Oh. Like if his pants can't buckle or oh, something like man. that. You know? <laughs> but I mean, anything could happen, right? It's we love super you, cross. Eli, but you, you we, did have that we do. pant malfunction. Um, but then what I'm saying is, you know, we've got all of these points that are on the line and you don't have that much time to recover. So let's say somebody does get hurt where it was like maybe a Cooper Webb injury where he needed an entire week to just pull himself together and heal as much as possible. Um, but where you don't have that time frame anymore to heal, you know, anything could happen with the points at this point. I, I don't know. I think it's going to be so fun to just watch how it all plays out and all of the unexpecteds and it's going to be so fun. Yeah, it's going to be almost like an A1 because they get to they haven't been racing against each other. I think there's going to be a lot of jitters and then with it being like a totally new format and then just like bang 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 all these all these races back to back. This is literally going to be so exciting. It's going to be so exciting. They've got essentially the they're made for TV rounds because there's no fans. They're going to be at Rice Stadium here in Utah and made for TV. So which most of they're made for TV anyway. I mean, Feld, um, Feld entertainment. entertainment is the one who, who produces these races, um, and, and puts them on TV and records them. This whole thing is a huge TV production. And anyway, they've got more people that watch it on TV than are in the stadiums. Obviously it's really fun to be at the stadium, but we've been to enough of these races. You actually get, probably a better experience just watching it at home. I mean, it's, it's, it's a different experience. Cause it's those spider cams, the web cams, what are they called? Well, yeah, they've got the spider cam that kind of crawls yeah, around and, and then floats around. So the you stadium. can actually see up close how someone crashes or, you know, whatever. Yeah, they, they'll do the replays and stuff, but it, it gives you something to watch. Whereas when you're just there, there's so much to look at. You almost don't know what to look at. And sometimes you miss what you should be looking at when you're in person. I, I feel if I'm sitting there watching, Kenny boy, you know, and then maybe three riders behind them on a different part of the track, they crash or something, or they have a crazy fun battle. I don't see that because I'm focused somewhere else, but on TV, they focus you on whatever needs um, the attention and they do their best. They, and obviously sometimes they miss things. You, You can't get it all, but if they do see something, they've got cameras everywhere and they'll roll back and like, Hey, let's get it on camera five or whatever. Cause let's show this in replay. So it, it is really good to watch on TV. It is, 
bum. It's a bummer that no one gets to go. Um, but the COVID thing, man. Let, let's talk a lot about how it how it ended up in Utah. We don't have a ton of information about this, but what did you what did you find out about? how this ended up because they were gonna they were gonna finish the season in utah anyway i don't know why they changed that because normally they finished the season in las vegas usually utah would be like the second to last round this year it was gonna be the the last round the final championship round but they ended up getting all seven of these races in utah what'd you find out about that karen um so a couple of things um they were saying something about um, how there were five different states that they kind of narrowed down that they could possibly do something like this at to kind of finish up the season. And basically, Utah was the first state to give them the green light and to be able to say, hey, we could make it work here, here and here because this, that and the other. Right. And so and Utah was um, one of the states that were you know, cleared as well for COVID um, as far as, you know, some of our restrictions were lifted, not all of them, obviously, but um, a good portion of them. And so that was how that happened. And then the governor, Gary Herbert, he uh, was working really closely with Rice Eccles Stadium and Feld Entertainment. And, you know, it was just, I'm really grateful that it's here because it's, I don't know, right up the street, basically for us. So yeah, that's what I found out. Yeah, the only downer um, is Rice Eccles isn't the biggest stadium. You know, it would have been kind of nice if if they would have been able to be in a little bit bigger stadium, like you know where the Cardinals play in Arizona. That's a bigger stadium. Um, all the baseball stadiums are bigger stadiums. So Rice Eccles is a smaller one. Um, but we did find out that they're going to be changing the track layout every race. Yes. So that's that's super cool. You know, every, you know, you have a race on Sunday and then the track is going to be different for Wednesday. So those, the Dirtworks guys are going to be like cranking and just busting these tracks out, which I think they can totally do from what I've heard. And especially since they don't have to move the dirt in and out, they just have to move it around and change the layout. Yeah. I think they're going to be awesome at that and it'll give, they'll get it. They'll, they'll probably start tearing it down the night right after the race ends and then start moving the dirt, dirt around and they could have it done in 48 hours and then the guys can come in and do a practice or a walkthrough, walk around, see it, and then they have qualifying the next day. Yeah. You know, as they kind of just fine tune things. But I think this is, it's just so fascinating to me. When you think about, I mean, the logistics of moving Supercross week to week, you know, they've got all their big trucks and all the dirts and, you know, even the tough blocks and the... Um, just all the different pieces the that podium they use. thing in the middle the, and yeah the the, the finish line stuff uh -huh. and, and and all of the different pieces and all of the um wires and microphones and cameras and everything this will be so much simpler yeah you know, all they have to do is move the stuff off the side you know uh, or put it to the sides and then start spreading the dirt where they need to and then stand the stuff back up it didn't yeah. have to get in trucks it didn't have to move across the country so logistically this makes a ton of sense. Yeah. And they don't have to clean the stadiums because no one will be there. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. So it, um. it's just going to make, in some ways, it's like, well, you think, well, this is going to be a lot of work. But I actually think, and obviously I don't work with Feld or the Dirtworks or any of these people, but I think that this actually might be a lot less work for them because they don't need to move away from to a new city. Right. You know, so... Anyway, I think it's a really fascinating thing. I'm super glad that they figured out how to do it. And I hope that some of these other big sports look at this. I know they already are looking at this. Like, how can we get going again? 
I know like the NBA has been in talks with Disney to see if they could like basically get the entire like this huge sports complex facility in Florida to basically just finish out the NBA season there with no fans. Mm-hmm. They've, they're trying to think about all these things where it's get the entire NBA down there. They've got all these hotel rooms. They could just put all the teams up and keep everybody social distance and co- kind of like almost quarantined and then finish out the NBA season. I think this is, it's good for other sports leagues to see, Hey, they're, you just got to think outside the box. This is thinking outside the box yeah. to try to figure out how to creative. get this, thing, which is awesome because then it won't be an asterisk on, you know, if Eli, if they just said, well, Eli Tomac, you're the winner. It would always have an asterisk. Yeah. But he's the year he won by default. He, yeah. Because it, we only had half the season, but now whoever wins this, whether it's Tomac, Roxon, Webb, whoever it is, totally Roxon, there will be an asterisk that only, <laughs> that, that only says, this person overcame everything and finished a compressed season. So it's not going to be shortchanged at all. If anything, this will be harder because it's changing the schedule up. It's no time to recuperate. If you get injured, it's just like having to process all this stuff and just compress it into this like finite and into this smaller amount of time, which I think is so stinking cool. Yeah, I think the problem or the struggle that Tomac is going to have is just the pressure of holding on to that red plate. And um, because, you know, before when he was battling, let's say, Dungy, you know, the pressure would get to him and then he would make a mistake and then he would lose it, you know. And um, yeah, so I think just having him be able to hold on to his red plate and you know, withstand all of the crazy pressure that he's going to have. And I, and I think he's having his wife's or girlfriend or somebody's having a baby. And, um, did, that, she, did they already have it? Didn't I, they have it like in between in this? No, no, we didn't look that up. I didn't look that up, but I think, um, she's going to have her baby this summer. Kyle's looking it up right now. Look at this. Um, so, I mean, he's got a lot of like other outside things that's taken up his. Yeah, he had it. April 29th. Oh, Eli Tomac. did? Eli Tomac and his girlfriend, Jessica Steiner, had a seven pound, five ounce baby girl Aww. On in April. Getting my people mixed up. So, yeah. Tomac became a daddy in the off season. How good was that for oh, him? Oh, man. He got time to hang out with the baby. Tomac might be a new man now that he's a dad. I know. Now, that means Tomac's going to have dad strength. Oh my gosh. And he's going to tell dad jokes, isn't he? <laughs> you don't, you, you have, it takes a while to be able to get dad jokes. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. It takes a few years to get a dad joke going. Anyways. But yeah, that's, that's going to be an added pressure because now he's not going to have sleep. <laughs> so, unless she's home in Colorado or something. Um. Okay. So what's our next thing here? I'm just I'm just looking it up because Tomac has got his Tomac's got his dog here. He's he he was registered. Well, we don't need to tell where he was registered, but he's got it. He has dogs, and now he's got a baby. So that's really cool. <laughs> oh so we, they've had all this time to heal, and they've had all. And so it's gonna be it's gonna be just a really really interesting thing. And I love it. I yeah. just love it. The other thing was so talk about testing. So all these riders have started to come into Utah and they've gotten to be, they've had to be tested, right? Yeah. How many people? So 705, um, will be the total. So it says here, all riders, teams, and race officials, 705 total will have to fill out screening, screening questionnaire before arriving and be tested for COVID-19 at the track. 
There will also be daily temperature checks for everyone who arrives at the stadium. Social distancing rules and personnel will be broken down into small functional groups. And I think it's kind of funny. It says face coverings will also be worn at all times. And so, you know, because they can't wear masks, they have their helmets. And so they called it a face covering rather than face masks, what you hear in every other kind of setting going on in the world. Um, but um, I'm not sure who Pratter is. Do you know who that is? He's one of the guys over Supercross. And he said, we all wanted to get back to work, but we wanted to do it the right way and stay safe. So that is the official statement here about what they're going to have to do. So, and on um, Instagram, we saw um, Ken Roxon and Brayton getting tested for COVID um, with their nose swabs. I'm like, that would be so uncomfortable. And they did it on a video. <laughs> Making fun of each other. I know. Seriously, that is so funny. I would not want myself to be videoed with anything going up my nose at all. <laughs> They, they got a, they got a picture of a dirt works guy in a skid steer with a bandana with his face ma- his oh, bandana yeah. for his mask on. I guarantee you this picture was just taken. It was taken just to show that they were putting him on, and then he pulled it back off. He's in a bloody skid steer. Yeah. No one. You don't need a mask inside of a piece of equipment. <laughs> there, no one else is be up by you, or you will kill them. Oh, that's funny. Oh my gosh. But yeah. So then here's the other thing I, I wanted to just mention. Well, we've got a few other things I wanted to mention. But this is a t- this first race here is a 250 East race. Okay? So somewhere here I had written down who are our point standings for the 250 East guys. Because we haven't talked about that for a little bit. Who do we have? Chase Sexton. He is oh, yeah. he's up there. So I don't know where I... Lo- I had it one of these tabs open where That's we were okay. talking about the different the different guys. Because we, we went through your top your top guys in the in the four fifties, but somehow I've seen, oh here it is. So Chase Sexton is leading by ten points in the two fifty East, and then Shane McElrath behind him is you know ten points back, and then R.J. Hampshire is looks like about eighteen points back. So that's your top three. Chase Sexton, obviously the guy that's looking the strongest on on the Geico Honda, and then Shane McElrath and R.J. Hampshire. Um. I think the last time we talked about this, we weren't yeah. too happy about RJ Hampshire, but then yeah. you forget. You forget. You forget. You know. March Banks. It's too bad that we aren't going to have people there in the stands to boo uh, Dylan. Oh, my Dylan gosh. Fernandez. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Dylan. Yeah. He gets what he deserves, though, right? <laughs> so new track layout. Everyone's going to be tested. Social distancing rules and face coverings are required. We talked about having races on Sunday and then races on Wednesday. I don't know why they changed this. I, I, they, why didn't they do races on like Saturday and then Tuesday or something? I, I don't know. But they got it done for races on Sunday and then Wednesday. Probably and some kind of TV it, deal yeah, or something. Yeah, it might have been a TV thing. They're like, we'll get better viewership on Sunday. You know, that's probably what it was. And since there's nothing else live, we don't watch a lot of TV in our house. But when I have turned the TV on, like at trying to do a lunch break or something, are, they're just showing all this, you know, pre-recorded stuff. Oh, here, here's this. Excuse me. Here's this college football game from two years ago, and here's the yeah. world. Here's the World Series from five years ago, and so they haven't had anything, you know, live to show. So now Supergrass hopefully is going to be live. Uh, the TV schedule. They're saying that round eleven, which is on May thirty first, which is in two days from right now, um, it'll be on 
living. It'll be a live stream and TV on NBC Sports Gold. You'll have it on NBC Sports Network, uh, maybe even NBC and NBC Sports Gold. They're going to have it on a bunch of different places. So TV switchover. I think I think these times are Eastern, so you're going to qualify at 1230 Eastern. And then the TV switchover, which will be on NBC, um, will be at 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. So for those of you here in Utah, that means 2 p.m. Or no. Yeah, 2 p.m. here on Sunday. Well, our home church can just be earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I And here's another question that I had. So does this, when, they, when they're going to do a compressed schedule, Karen, and you're going to have seven races in three weeks, does this give enough time for riders to recover? What do you think? I mean, on one hand your instinct would be to say no, but on the other, I mean, they do practice all through the week anyway. And so, and they work hard. And so it's kind of like, I don't know, an intense workout (laughs) on Wednesdays, you know, getting ready again for the weekend. Um, It probably is nice for them to not have to travel a bunch and go back and forth here and there. You know, I don't know where they're going to be, um, you know, practicing or probably, workouts. They'll but. probably just want to come riding with their bike channel. Oh, totally. They'll, they'll probably want to come do some, you know, some fun stuff <laughs> out here with, with yes. BBC. And, you know, like on Tuesdays or Mondays, Mondays when they don't have a lot going on, they'll probably just want to come ride with ride with me. <laughs> yeah, you know? for sure. Because they're going to be getting enough <laughs> time at Ride Cycles. Hey, if any of you guys want to, if Tomac, if you want to come ride, we can bury the hatchet and we can. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we can go ride. Let's have let's have Kenny Boy come ride. Oh my goodness, that'd be so fun. We'll just have him over for dinner. We'll get him. We'll get him as a guest host. We'll set up another mic microphone in here. We'll have a we'll do a guest host seriously podcast with him. Yes, that would be great. But I think you're right. I don't think I don't think it's too much because yeah. So you're gonna race twice in a week or essentially three times because you go Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday. So inside of that week, you've raced three times, which I think is so stupid awesome. But I don't think I don't think it's going to be too much because you think about it when they're doing their in the motocross season they're doing two thirty minute motos a day, here in Supercross it it's 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 physically demanding but I don't think it's maybe even as physically demanding as the motocross is because they race for an hour in those races and then throughout the week they're busting out these 30, 40 minute motos you know for the conditioning. Well, and I think if we back up a little bit and really just take a look at the caliber of athletes we're talking about you know, they are so refined and, you know, they're the cream of the crop for athletes and their mental status and their physical, like all of it put together, they are, they're made for this. So I don't think it's going to be that much of a stretch for them. The only thing would probably be is mental, you know, because you're, some of the writers have often said, you know, Salt Lake is the loudest stadium that we go to and uh, we we feed off of that and we know that there's something happening right behind me because of the crowd and they won't have that. They'll have to have their, you know, crews and mechanics yelling and they're not going to hear them over their machines. Yeah, but I, so there is that argument to be made. I would argue actually on the other side, because I was going to ask you is, is no fans in the stadium? Is that going to be a factor? You think maybe... I do. I think they're going to miss that part because then it will feel more like a practice. I think they might miss that 
but I don't think it'll be a factor in the actual racing. Sure. The reason I why is because, okay, so I'm not a supercross racer. I've never raced supercross, but here's what I know. When I'm riding my dirt bike as hard as I can, I'm not, I'm only focused. I'm 100% laser focused on what is right in front of me. I can't think about taxes. I can't think about bills. I can't think about <laughs> anything else. That's the first thing that comes it's to your head. It's just the first thing taxes. that came to my head. <laughs> I still need to do my taxes, our taxes, but, but you, so yeah, it, it's nice. It might give you like this little bit of an extra boost if you hear the crowd, but let's be honest. Let's be honest. Most of those guys don't know if they're, if the crowd is rooting for them anyway. Maybe it was something else that happened. Okay, so you're you just you you think you get a boost because you pass from fifth to sixth, or I mean sixth to fifth? No, they weren't cheering for you. And even if you were, even if you're having this battle up at the lead, you know you don't really know if they're you you assume they're cheering for I think you. They're gonna miss it, and I think I agree. They might. They miss will it. comment on it. Yeah, we it, miss the crowds. It, I think they will miss it, but as is as to whether or not it will actually make the racing worse or better i don't think it will i think okay. there's just so you it's so bloody loud inside your helmet these bikes are so loud and there's all those guys right there it's inside their helmet yes yeah can, you guys were leaving from the driveway the other day and um it was kyle and the boys they were leaving and me and kenzie and kaylee were upstairs in the bedroom and we thought oh we'll say bye to him and we open up the <laughs> window and we're like hey we're yelling at him and they can't hear and him. our bikes weren't even and loud. we're literally like five feet away from them but then up a store a story you know and so it was just kind of funny and our bikes and aren't like, nearly as loud hey, as what they're doing bye have fun we don't have 20 bikes like full wide yeah. open but then there's like 70,000 people screaming too. So well, at Rice Eccles, it's only like 30, you know, we're talking, we're talking. But we get play. loud up in here, folks. We take our Supercross seriously. <laughs> it's like 40. I don't know, 45. Here in the Rockies. And oh. and it has been like, it is pretty loud. It has been pretty loud. The last few years, it's been loud, especially it got really loud that one time when Tomac was running down Dungey and they, they had that. That deal. That was really fun. But I, I don't think it's going to be a major factor. Yeah, they're going to miss it. Yeah, they're going to be talking about it. It will be brought up over and over again. But I I don't think it's going to really affect the outcomes. I, right. I just do not believe that all like, oh, Roxon would have won that race if he would have had the crowd cheering. No, I don't think that. I think that whoever wins will win and it will have no bearing on whether or not there were people there. So my question is, does everyone have their popcorn ready? Because I do. <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, yes. we re- did you go to Costco and get more popcorn? Yes, I did with my mask and gloves on. So we've got Kirkland brand up there. We have Costco fist popcorn. Bump. We just fist Cause bumped. Because we, we, we were running out. <laughs> we ran out the other night. We I, had to go to done. Orville Redenbacher from Smith's Click List. Which is not as good as Kirkland brand. No, no it's not. Uh, if you guys haven't had Kirk, like the Kirkland brand, it's like the movie theater butter popcorn at Oh my gosh. I'm not a huge butter fan. Like on popcorn, if I go to the movie theater, I say no to the butter because mm-hmm. it's just the oily, greasy stuff. But this is, I think it's the movie movie theater butter popcorn. Popcorn 101 here with Kirkland. the Brothersons. <laughs> uh, you know, Kirkland brand from Costco. It's phenomenal. Oh. It's absolutely phenomenal. If you haven't had it, you haven't lived yet. You haven't lived. The, one, the, the, the thing where I do think that this whole compressed schedule could play a major factor is with injuries. If you think about it, um, you know, last, the last, like, as things were kind of wrapping up there earlier in the season, 
Uh, Cooper Webb had that problem where he crashed and he basically got, got no points at Dallas, but he was able to gut it out and figure out how to race the very next week and salvage some points. If that same thing happened to him here, he would have definitely missed at least one race. So I think that the injury thing is really going to be critical because now they're all essentially healthy again. But if, and if you tweak like an ankle or you break a collarbone, boom, you are completely and utterly out of it because all of this will be finished before you get, you get a chance to come back. So if you even just these minor injuries and things that guys sustain, I think that's going to be an even bigger factor than it ever was before. Do you think that this will subconsciously make everyone a little slower than they would normally? I hadn't thought about that. So obviously everyone's going to talk about the altitude and the bikes are slower because we're, it's about 4,700 feet or something, you know, up at Rice Eccles stadium. And so all the bikes are going to be a little bit down on power and that get, that would maybe then give Eli Tomac the advantage because he, he trains in Colorado where it's about the same altitude. Mm-hmm. So he maybe is going to be a little bit more poised to handle this where he's riding elevation, being used to the elevation breathing and the bike. As far as whether or not I think they'll ride slower because of the compressed schedule, no, I don't think they will because they'll be out there and the adrenaline will be so high, they'll just be going max heart rate as fast as they can no matter what. You know, Even though they know I've got to rate because that's the thing about riding dirt bikes is it's very difficult. If you get into, into a battle with someone or whatever, you're pushing so hard, it's almost impossible to think about anything other than the moment that you're in right now. Obviously, if you're out in a big lead or whatever, and you're like, oh, I've got a 29-point lead in my championship, then you've already made a pre-determined uh, decision that I'm not going to push harder than that or harder than a certain thing. But in the heat of the moment, I don't think you're like, I'm going to dial it back a little bit because i got to race in three days. Just throwing a question out. I don't, I don't think so. But these are all questions that are legitimate and people are going to ask them and it's it's going to give the people you know that do this for a living. Karen and I don't do this this exact thing for a living. We're just fans. It just gives them all, all, all kinds of things to think about and to talk about. <laughs> so. uh, we don't do this for a living? Well, we don't, we don't cover Supercross for a oh, living. Oh, too bad. You know, so... But yeah, <laughs> so... But as far as... This isn't basketball. I think it, I think it would be harder to do... No fans if you're in basketball or football. Basketball feeds off the crowd like crazy. Yeah. Whereas I, I just don't think that these that these guys are feeding are feeding off the crowd in their riding. Well, and this could be a good time for any husbands out there to start getting their wives into Supercross because you know they're it's more frequent and it's the end of a season and there's lots on the line and I don't know. So invite your wives to come watch it because. We need more girls out here. We do? Yeah, we do. I, I, I love it. I love the fact that we can watch it as a family. So my last question for you is, do you think that this, uh, this is going to be awesome? Do you think it's going to be freaking <laughs> awesome? <laughs> I'm pretty a- sure I already said I have my popcorn ready. So I'm so excited. As soon as I heard the news, I literally jumped up and down. I was so excited. I think this is great. It's a great um, compromise to the season of what it could have been, you know, just giving Tomac the win with that asterisk Um, or, you know, I heard talk of them saying, you know, we could postpone it until the fall or whatever. Um, All of those are not as great, you know, 
of an option. I think this is um, the best that they could do. And I think, I think it's a, a good move for Supercross to just crank them out right now and get it going. And then I heard that they are postponing uh, motocross. Uh, so that way there's no overlapping weeks uh, for that too. So that's a good thing for the racers. Yeah. I would say if any of you are out there complaining, stop complaining because this is freaking <laughs> awesome. I, I get that Rice Eccles isn't the, pl- it isn't the place that even though I'm from Utah, it's not the place that I would choose to have and have seven rounds in a row. But the fact is Utah is bloody awesome and we were able to get it done. Arizona was not able to get it done. And Denver was not, and Colorado was not able to get it done. There are places where it might be better to host seven rounds in a row, but those other states didn't step up like Utah did in whatever way. I don't have all the details. All I know is Utah is bloody awesome. So hashtag Utah is rad. And I'm glad that we were able to get this done. Are you going to actually hashtag that? No. Oh. You can't hashtag a podcast. You could hashtag it on any of your videos. Your mom can hashtag it. Your face can hashtag it. Uh, anyway, it's pretty it's pretty super cool. So I'm I'm really glad that we've got Supercross back. I couldn't be happier. I guess I could be happier if we were doing it in a massive stadium. It would be oh. a little bit better. But other than that, and I'd be happy if we could get get, get to go to it. But maybe we'll just go drive around Rice or something. We'll go, take go our there video. College, College Avenue and roll the windows down and see if we can hear dirt bikes. We'll just know. yell for Ken. Go Ken! Ken! Not, not Eli. Eli's a homeboy. He, he's he's from Colorado, just I've across the way. I've been rooting for Ken from the beginning. You can go back and listen to these podcasts. I know. <laughs> I've been rooting for for Ken. He's a homeboy. He, he's he's got a house here in Utah. He's he's a Utah man right now. Yep. His wife's from here too. Your mom's from here. Okay. Well, let's let's end this so that way people can. Uh, you know, get back to their normal lives. Okay. I, here's what I want you guys to do. If you like these podcasts, I want you to go rate and review. If you like to hear Karen on these podcasts, <laughs> you should rate and review. Look us up on <laughs> iTunes. Look us on, on Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get these things and rate and review. If you want to support Dirt Bike Channel, you can do so by using the Dirt Bike Channel links for Rocky Mountain ATV, Motosport, and Amazon. You can find these links over at dirtbikechannel.com. If you go up in the upper right-hand corner, there's a button there that says links, and then I give you a whole bunch of different things to click on of cool stuff that you can go buy from Rocky Mountain ATV, Motosport, and Amazon, and that really helps to support Karen and me and the four kids and make this whole thing possible. Um, What else, Karen? I don't know. Let's go. <laughs> no, you know what you're supposed to Let's say. Let's go, Supercross. Leave Are a you... single track. Oh, my goodness. Leave she said it. a single she track. She said it. <laughs> I told you I would if Supercross was coming back. <laughs> <laughs>